Hey, it's Morgan, and welcome back to another podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about Ralph Armstrong and how he was exonerated for a crime that he, in fact, did not commit 28 years ago. He spent 28 years in prison. It's a pretty interesting case. I'm pretty excited to talk about it. Let's get into it. Alright, so Ralph Armstrong was charged and convicted with first-degree murder and first-degree sexual assault and served 28 years in prison until finally being exonerated on August 19th, 2009. So, the crime that occurred happened on June 24th, 1980. And this was in a scenario in which um, a girl named Therese Camps, she was 19, a student at the University of Wisconsin. She was found strangled to death in her apartment. Armstrong did, in fact, go to prison for 28 years, and then 28 years later, the judge exonerated him based on evidence that a prosecutor deliberately withheld evidence proving his innocence at the time of the trial. This is pretty interesting because um, he went to jail, went to prison for 28 years. 28 years, he was innocent, and he went to prison for 28 years for something he didn't do back in 1980. That, in my opinion, is insane, and there is just so many more cases that have been identical to this one. Um, There's just so many people who are innocent and go to prison for years and years until finally one day they're exonerated, or, you know, maybe they're never exonerated. Um, And it's sad to see the system fail, but what can we necessarily do to change it? Trials happen, the jury makes their decision, and it almost seems as if everybody goes about their day. So, to get more into this, it happened in Wisconsin, as I mentioned. So, the incident, the day that the crime happened, well, the night, it was June 24th, 1980. A bunch of people were getting together at Camp's house and drinking and smoking and partying and all this stuff. And Armstrong was one of those people. He did admit to that. And he was one of those people. He said he was drinking and doing drugs that night at Camp's house. But he remembers that he went back to stay the night with someone named May. So he didn't stay the night there and... um that's important to know. So he was convicted on March 24th in 1981 and ended up going to prison for 28 years until he was finally exonerated on August 19th, 2009. So now we're going to get into the evidence and I think this is one of the most important parts as it should be in pretty much every case. So let's get into that. Okay, so the first piece of evidence was head hairs, um, which is what we're talking about this week, hair analysis, fiber analysis. There were head hairs found on the bathrobe belt draped across Camp's 
um, body. She was found face down, naked, and those hairs, as the forensic scientist said, they that the hair that the hairs found on the bathrobe had been consistent or similar to Armstrong's. So. She never necessarily said that they were 100%, but in the trial, she did really stress and exaggerate, making it seem as though they were. Um, another thing that was found of his were there were fingerprints found on a bong um, from that night that Armstrong had moved, and so his fingerprints were found on that bong in Camp's apartment. And then there was blood. Um, there was blood found that was not 100% either. And then the last, thing, the last thing that I think is important is the semen because this was a sexual assault case. And so obviously there was leftover semen in the bathroom that matched Armstrong's type. So he was a type A and that was what was found um, in the bathroom was type A. So that was just even more evidence that um, the prosecutors had against him. But also keep in mind that, in a sense, the system didn't necessarily fail. The prosecutor broke a huge, huge, huge law, and that was with with withholding evidence, like really, really important evidence that proved that he was innocent. Um, now, why did they do that? I have honestly no idea, but um, that's a really big deal, and uh, that would be a very big burden to carry if it were me. Um, I don't know how anyone could ever possibly do that. But as I said, the outcome at the time found Armstrong to be guilty, and he was put in prison for 28 years. But finally, again, as I've mentioned, in 2009, he was exonerated after evidence came out proving his innocence. So, personally, I do think this case is famous because of the way it was able to be projected in the sense of, um, you know, hair evidence is not 100%. It's never 100%. Um, and the prosecutor made it seem to be that way. And it's a really big deal that they hid other pieces of evidence, in my opinion. So I think that's, this case is just a perfect example of what could happen to any innocent person, um, to you, to me. Um, so I think that's a really big deal. Overall, this was a really good case, and I've enjoyed um, learning more about Armstrong and just everything that went into this. Well, that is all for the podcast, I hope. You have a great weekend, and I will see you in the next podcast.